Welcome to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. All right, thank you. He wanted to say something. Yeah, it's funny. I had a conversation before I came here, and it was about uh, being single and being set in our ways. And that, like like you were saying about, I like the tile folded this way, and I want this folded that way. And as as much as as I desire a relationship, I like the friend zone because it's safe and I can still stay set in my way. You know, when I read a book, I don't want anybody else sitting next to me talking. The thing is, the, the thing I, I guess my, my question is, uh, not that being set in my ways is a bad thing, and maybe being single is not a bad thing either. Uh, but at some point, some people that are have set in their ways want a relationship and have to overcome that being set in their ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and either that or find somebody exactly like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh, it's just, it's funny. I mean, the question is, you know, overcoming the set in your ways. And it's just funny. We had that same conversation and when you brought it up, we both looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Okay. Um, uh, to answer her exact question when she was saying about asking people and shouldn't God be in it, I get it, what you're saying exactly. Yes, we want the man to be led by the Holy Spirit of who he chooses. And yes, I agree that it doesn't have to, that it can happen different ways. I don't think there's a formula that God has, but we want God to lead us. And I personally always ask God, Lord, I hope he finds me through you. Because we can be selfish, we can be set in our ways, and if God's going to draw someone to me, I want someone that has, that is saying, open his eyes to see me through your spirit. Because I do want someone to notice me by God, because that's, that's someone that sought me out, versus, oh, she's pretty, or I like the way she acts, or, and that's great, and I think that's okay. I just personally, um, because of my age, don't want to, just, you know, meet and this. I want someone that personally just, God drew me out to them. Because it becomes um, a God connection versus just, you know, something he saw me surfacely, you know? And then I just want to address that. Because I, I really feel God has given me a word about the older we get. It's so true the way I think I said Who said the towel thing? Brought that up. Yeah, it's so true, and it goes with what God has been sharing with me, that we're staying single longer because it's a world thing. The devil, I truly believe, is drawing, bringing that into the church, too. We were created, God created marriage, and I know I've been speaking a lot about this because it's just strong in my heart, and I believe, you know, in the book of Acts, when they came together and prayed, it was after Peter and them got released, they were talked about in the councils and all that. They got together, they were in one accord, and they went out bold to speak the word. My prayer is that as singles, on your own personal time, we start praying bold prayers 
that anything that the devil would try to do that he's doing in the world, that it would not come into the church. That we would start desiring the marriage the right way again, that we don't want to be set in our ways, because set in our ways just means selfishness, not in a rude way. We all are set in our ways, and that's okay. We all have our ways. But the older we get, it's a trick to say that we can't submit to someone else or like their ways or say that they could like our ways because it's saying it's all about me. And I'm not saying that about you. I'm just saying in general, the older we get, we, we, it becomes about just us. And marriage, when you get married at a young age, you don't know each other that well. You grow together. You submit to one another. The older we get, we know our ways. We know what we like. We know what we don't like. And I would say, Lord, don't let me ever be set in my ways that I don't want to appreciate their ways. Because love is going to be about the other person, too. And if they love me through God's eyes, they're going to make me about them. So if I can freely put them first, then I'm going to trust that God will allow them to freely put me first. And that's why I want God-led, because it's marriage has to be unselfish. And I, and I think a lot of times I, I say, Lord, truly teach us to love unconditionally. And it has to be a guarded heart, because when you love unconditionally and someone doesn't know that, in the, in the devil's arena, you get stomped on, you know? And so if I think as a whole body of Christ as singles, let's start praying that, because the devil is in the midst of it. And if he can break up marriages, don't you think he'll start with the singles, not having marriages? We're concerned about the marriages, but it's the marriages that mess up started here, where we're at. You know, and I think, I want to see a movement of that, a movement of us coming strong, you know? So I, I just want to say that, throw that out. Thank you, Patricia. <laughs> All right. Okay. Just keep it. We can be brief. Okay. Thank you. Really briefly, want to know who and want the gentleman, Glenn. Okay. Um, first, uh, for know who, there's a there seems to be a, a tendency or a I guess a myth, if you will, that being God led means that God's going to immediately take us to whatever it is that He has for us. Oftentimes, the process of being led by God is a pruning process. God's not opposed to you meeting the wrong people if you're going to learn something from it. Now, he, he's not going to, he doesn't want you to stay there. And I'm not saying this just directly to you. He doesn't want you to stay there, and he doesn't want you to, I guess, get mired down there. But if it's going to prune things off of you so that you don't take things that you may not even know about into the relationship that he has for you and unintentionally ruin that because you didn't have those learning experiences, God's all for that. You know, I've seen that in, in multiple different areas in, in my life where I've prayed to be led by God, you know, for something and to something, and he's taken me all over the alphabet before he got me to where, where it wanted to be because there was stuff that needed to come out. And so, you know, being God-led is often a, uh, it's a learning process, an educational process. Mr. Glenn here, I, right, right on the money, totally, totally agree with you, and you're right, the older we get, it's harder to switch gears and open up and be receptive to, to new new things. The challenge is it has to be something that, number one, it has to be something that we're willing to be open to. We can trust that person to, you know, try something different with them. And it's not going to bring, you know, harm or you know, some sort of grievous injury to us. You know, a lot of us have had our, you know, crazy moments in life. And 
So there's a lot of trust that, that comes into it, being able to kind of open up those doors and those barriers and to let somebody, you know, in and, okay, I'll try it your way this time, just to, it, it's going to put me in an uncomfortable position, but I'll try it your way this time. Some of the, some of the, I guess, best lessons I've ever learned in life have been the ones where I've had to get a little uncomfortable and sometimes downright scared, <laughs> but um, it's, it's been really educational. Okay, thank you very much. Well, this we're going to have one more question, and no more than two people, if possible, just keep it uh, brief as much as possible. Um, oftentimes, the shy individuals are overlooked because of their personality. Is there anything one can do to help stand out, sort of speak, and still be their true self? Oftentimes, the shy individuals are overlooked because of their personality. Is there anything one can do to help stand out, sort of speak, and still be their true self? Well, being a shy person, no, so not a shy person. Um, <laughs> not the case at all. But um, I think um, one thing I I really sincerely believe, and I talk about it in my book, is that you don't need everyone to notice you, just yours. And so if you're a shy person, you know, or you feel like you're more of an introvert or you don't approach people or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, change your mentality of thinking that you're going to be overlooked. Because the one that's meant for you, when his eyes is open for, to you, he won't miss you, you know. So um, that's, that, that's not the case. But realize that you don't have to, to be the loudest person in the crowd or you don't have to do extra for the one that God has meant for you to, to notice you. So um, practically, as being a shy, shy being a shy person, um, you know you may have a, a, a close knit of friends. So maintain those close knit of friends, those close knit of friends, whether it's males and females, and or just females or just males or whatever. But um, being able to make yourself approachable in the sense that I'm going to, you know, if someone has, uh, if, if Tim comes up to me and says, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm fine. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm going to actually, and, and be okay being uncomfortable because I think that marriage, um, you know, is not about comfort, you know, at all. You know, marriage literally holds a mirror up to your face and shows you how far away from the line that you are, but then extends you grace to get to it. And so when you're, you know, if you're shy or introverted, introverted if you get married to a guy that's shy and introverted too, y'all gonna just sit there and look at each other. So, you know, y'all gonna have to talk. So, but, you know, practice with friends that you have now. You know, practice getting out of your shell with your, your male friends now or your girlfriends or whatever the case may be. Because a lot of times, for me, being such the extrovert, like, I feel like I do, like, like I'm intimidating. So I feel like the guys aren't going to approach me because I always have a crowd around me. And so I think that's the, the, the same mentality, but understanding that when, when God has someone for you, you know, he will open that door and he will direct it in such a way that he has for it when it's time. So I don't think that being shy or introverted is going to um, disqualify you from meeting the one that God has for you. But I definitely think that um, you don't don't use it as a crutch either to keep yourself secluded. And then now that's your excuse. Oh, I'm just shy. Oh, I'm just, I don't, because then you'll use it as an excuse and then you'll be looking up at 50, 60 and be like, God forgot me. Well, no, God didn't forget you, but you just stayed in your house. And he, and he wasn't a FedEx guy. So, you know, so we have to, you know, 
um, not necessarily put yourself out there, but interact in, in places as well and, and give yourself an opportunity to be approached, whether you're male or female, um, or if you're male, approaching someone as well and just starting a conversation with people. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, just. Yeah, um, I used to be an introvert, like really heavy. I used to be really shy. Like I, I, I I've only gone out with maybe about seven girls. That was it, and they were all in church, and they were all shy girls too. So, oh man, believe <laughs> me, there are a lot of issues here. And so, anyway, I'm, I'm not here to cut anybody down because I had a lot of issues as well as an introvert because I kept a lot of that to myself. And so, I want to answer this question, but at the same time, I want to I, I want to address Noku's question as well because it's all wrapped up in here. Everything starts with the individual. We are here to cultivate yourself. What are we doing to cultivate ourselves, to refine ourselves into godly men and godly women? What are we doing? What are we seeking after? And so I know that a lot of us want to be married and everything, but have we really been exposed to the issues that um, are in the very core of our being? And have we asked ourselves, is this why God hasn't allowed that person, you know, into my life? Because we all, we, we're, I can only speak for myself. I'm here. I'm, a, I'm here just because of what God has been doing to me for the past five years. Five years ago, I wasn't like this. I wasn't. And so we need to look back. Five years ago, how was I? How was I speaking? How was I behaving? How was I approaching things? What is my aim? What is my goal in life? How am I seeking God? You know, how much do I know about His Word? Because we're Christians here. The world doesn't, the world has their own standards by their own mentality, by culture, movies, whatever, magazines. What's our standard? I can tell you right now what God has taught me is that His standard is His Word. And the more I'm familiar with it, the more I will see myself clearly in the mirror of his word, and I will see all my flaws, and I will work to correct those, and God, through his Holy Spirit, he's going to start with me as the individual. If I seek first the kingdom of heaven, all these other things are going to be added to me. And I think that's the greatest promise. We need to write it down. We need to repeat it. God is good. He's our dad. And I think dad will uh, know the best, and he wants our best. Thank you very much. Give him a round of applause. listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.